Welcome to Weir's World, the All Ears podcast, which will take you on a roller coaster journey around the world. Follow me from Beijing to New York City and back as I share my tales to tell, encompassing the tenures of Gliadrich and the Kabbalistic Cavalry, as well as touring with some well known faces. From celebrity stories to travel nightmares, we'll be reminiscing on the ridiculousness of it all, with special guests jumping in along the way. All Ears is your new favourite weekly podcast. Hola. Hello. <laughs> There we go. Um, Reaching out. What's that? Hola and hello. That's is gem, that? Spanish, German. We need to really get some Spanish and German listeners to. Reach so, out. is this what? How we're going to introduce it from now on? We'll just do it in different. Hello in different languages. Different languages. Yeah. That's an option. So we can do some research into like what is hello in Arabic. What is hello in? Yeah, I mean we we could Icelandic. end could end up insulting a lot of people. Yeah. I mean. Then we'd need to issue even more apologies. That is a good point. Also, maybe we should, like, wherever the listeners are listening from, they should tell us. And, and, and then we Ten can... listeners listening. <laughs> <laughs> is it too close for that? I don't know. See, we're, How far away are I we? I mean, I know we're recording these in advance, but when will this episode go out? Oh, I don't know. I'm losing Mid- track Mid-November. Now. What are we on? <laughs> what are we doing? I mean, I mean there's a certain population of listeners that might already have their Christmas tree up by now, because this will go out in mid-November. That's a good point, yeah. Oh, we need to remember that more often that we are recording th- uh, potentially four weeks in advance. By the time this goes out, there might be a new US president. That's a good point. I mean, we, we did say we won't get political, but that is an interesting fact. Hmm. We can maybe record two... Ali, how do you feel about Joe Biden being the US president? That's a good one, because then what I'll do is I'll ask the same to you. So yeah. how do you feel about Trump being kept on again? Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. Mm. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, we can maybe, we can maybe, you know, like how he stenders and stuff. They record like three multiple endings. Yeah, we record, we can record like multiple, que- like yeah, different endings. different scenarios yeah. for each one. Yeah. So, well, hold on. If you if you react to Trump just now, well, you need you need to ask me the question. Right. Okay. So how do you feel about Trump staying on? Ooh, I don't know. I'm right. not. I'm really not sure about that. It's. Right. Uh, you know, he really splits the opinion of the people mm, uh, yeah. in America. Some controversial opinions. Yeah. Obviously, he's known to be, he's known to be racist, fraudulent, mm. but he obviously has his supporters as well. Yeah. Ali. Yeah. How do you feel about Joe Biden being the new U.S. president? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a Biden fan, but I'm also not a Trump fan. Mm. But then again, I'm also not living in America. Yeah, we we've possibly just split our. Uh, American listeners yeah. in half. And they were a high percentage, weren't they? At the last check, they were a, a, a fifth of our overall listeners. Yeah, but that was when we were recording this episode uh, in, in mid-October. Yeah, so perhaps by the time this has been released, they're now, what, 3% of our overall listenerhood? Yeah. Listenerhood? listenerhood? Listenership? Listenerhood? <laughs> is listenership, is that the word? Listen, listenership is... <laughs> what is the word? Listen. Lis- listener I mean we could just say Listeners li- Listeners They yeah. make up 3% yeah. of the listeners F***ing <laughs> listener <laughs> Right well oh, Jesus So here we are Sat having our Cakes From mm. the bakery yeah. At a well known German <laughs> supermarket <laughs> Every week now Every week Well known German supermarket How would you rate your Chocolate donut from that well-known German supermarket bakery. What would you give it out of five? It was. Do you know what? It was surprising. I was not expecting the chocolate on the inside. Mm, even though it was a chocolate donut. Even though it's a chocolate. Well, you get the the ones with the. <coughs> what do you call a donut that's just the? It's got the bit in the middle taken out. Dry. 
Is it a dry donut? <laughs> you mean you mean a, a ring donut? Ring donut. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. So so. If you were to do, so you've not given it a, a rating out of five. I would go out of five. I thought mm. we were going out of ten. Okay, out of ten. Give it a ten. Well, out of five, I would go four, and out of ten, I would go eight. Oh, good maths. Yeah. Good maths. Yeah. Then give us a give us a, a quick sentence review of said chocolate donut. Um, surprisingly warm on the inside. Oh, you are review you are reviewing the donut, yes. Oh, the donut, right? Oh, yeah. Um, it was donutty. 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 Mm. Yeah. How so, out of ten? I wonder if the listenerhood. Will appreciate the donutiness. Ah, so there's a point. If you're listening at the other <laughs> side of the world, um, do you have the well-known German supermarket that's mm. got four letters? Mm. Um, I wonder. It does, it does make you ponder. And is it upside down? Upside down. Yeah, the supermarket. If it's the other side of the world. Oh, and he has com- <laughs> com- comedian. Was that, was that not French? <laughs> no, we're really offending our listeners, and, and and we wonder why nobody in France has listened to us so far, or yeah. they hadn't by mid October. They but might, then, may well be. Then they might be listening in French Canada, because uh, Canada has ah, made up quite a population yes. of our listeners as well. Yeah, um, of the podcast masses. Is that not just Chris? It, it might be Chris. Has he got it on repeat again? Uh, yeah, he's sitting listening to it in the bath, he's listening to it on the toilet, in his car. All, yeah. all the good places to listen to these they voices. Are, they are all highly appropriate places to listen yeah. to. There's no bad place to listen to these two voices. Nothing nonsense. The amount of times that I've been uh, editing or listening back just to, you know, do self-feedback, um, mm. whether I've been on the toilet, and sometimes when I'm in the shower, maybe washing my hair or whatever, and, uh, and what days do you wash your hair on? And your voice appears. Um, what days? My voice appears when you're in the shower. Yeah, when I'm washing it, and if I'm listening <coughs> to it back, um, it does remind me. I go, oh, well, that's Craig's voice. I, I briefly have to open my eyes. Go, wait, where is he? Oh, he's not here. That's fine. Thank uh, yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Whew. And wait, what days do you wash your hair? Um, I would say every four days. Every four days. Every four days. I wash my hair every day. Do you? Yeah. I wonder, is there a correct way for a, a male? To I wash heard hair? a statistic recently. Right, I don't know how true it is because it was online, but something like twenty-seven percent of males admit to uh, not changing their underwear every single day. What's that got to do with washing your hair? Well, it's all tied in, isn't it? If <laughs> if you don't change your, your underwear is tied to your hair. If you, <laughs> if you don't change your underwear every day. You're definitely not washing your hair, or maybe you are. You take pride in your hair, but not in your. What What was that stat there? Twenty-seven percent. Twenty-seven percent of males do not change their underwear every single day do you change your underwear every single day i can confirm that i change my underwear every go. single day. so we're part of the 73 when when is it not acceptable to change your underwear every, like well when, when is it when is it more accepted to um not change your underwear every day surely if you're in the wild or you're traveling like in theory if you're in the wild you can make one pair of boxers last four days <clears throat> is that a fact yeah because you have normal yeah. you have inside out normal yeah Inside out, back to front, and normal back to front. One oh. pair of boxers, four days. And then by the time you get to the fifth day, the first stain is dry. Wow. That's, <laughs> this is, I mean, who needs Mrs. Hinch when you've got mm. Ali Ogilvy's hat? Yeah, like there you that. go. I wonder if, you know, the last episode we were talking about that random guy in the outback in Australia where he's caught the hat and he's didgeridoo. Mm. Yeah. I wonder how many days he's worn his the same, the same underwear for. Mm. I wonder if he's wearing underwear. Do you think he's still listening? <clears throat> You die, Mike. <laughs> anyway, we are here <laughs> again, munching our donuts, munching our brownies. You, know, you didn't ask me for my review of the brownie. Wait, hold on. 
Oh, I thought you had the. Do- I was confused. I thought no, I, was, I brought uh-huh. two brownies and two donuts. Right. Okay. So you, what, so you had the brownie. What I think you should do is you should take a bite of this brownie on air, on air, like on as air? we record, and yeah. then compare the the brownie to the donut. Right. Okay. Right, so on. just for the tape, Ali is this, this now, is break, now test. This yeah, is break, cu- cutting break, edge. Breaking new. Yeah. Okay. Cutting edge. Revolutionary. Here we go. That's the donut. That's the brownie being thrown down. Might be able oh. to hear Oh, mm. that's um, I mean, it's softer than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm. Surprisingly soft. I think I, I prefer the, prefer the donut. I think okay. it's not going to stop me from eating this now. The brownie didn't make you feel warm inside, then. No, it's making me feel a wee bit cold. I would say cold. Mm. Cold. And, yeah. and what would you give the brownie out of ten? Mm. Sorry, I'm busy eating. Um, I would give that maybe a seven out of ten, mm. or maybe a three out of five. That would be three point five out of five, though. Mm. Mathematically, are we allowed point fives? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Are we? I mean, this was this was your game. It was technically my game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe you can come up with a game for the next episode. Leave it with me. Yeah. I'll come up with a game. Right. Uh, we are here talking tonight about um, time stamping again tonight. Uh, today oh, yeah. Yeah. we are we are here again today, and we're going to talk about um, the time when I played on some dates with the Kaiser Chiefs. Oh yeah. So we've done the we've done the. The Queen and Adam Lambert story in the last mm. episode and the mass is tuned in um, by the time we get to this episode there's probably been an extra what 100,000 listeners or uh, one or, or one or one yeah, an extra one listener yeah. yeah not long after the the Queen and Adam Lambert dates I was invited to go out and incorporate the pipes into the Kaiser Chiefs show as part of the education 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 and war tour <laughs> that is the name of the album that is yeah education 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 and war yeah I've not I've not it suddenly ad- like ad- adopted mm. a star. Yeah. Like education, 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 <laughs> and war. Um, yeah. So, do you a fan of the Kaiser Chiefs? I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still eating the brownie. brownie. Still eating the brownie. Um, I am actually. Yeah. I remember getting um, getting one of their albums. Did um, it make you feel warm inside? <laughs> no, brownie's really f-ing chewy. Um, yeah, I am a fan of the Kaiser Chiefs. I do like the music. What's your favourite Kaiser Oh, do you know what? I really like the um, the older album mm. that I predict uh, Employment. Riot Region. Employment. Employment. It's called, yeah. I love. Uh, it's a modern classic, Empire. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like what yeah. we were saying last week about Bohemian Rhapsody. These songs never get old. The I predict Riot. Oh my God! Um, yeah. Every day I love you less and less. Yeah, yeah. those those songs are iconic. I think those old. songs were. I didn't know you when I was at primary school, but yeah. those songs were like. The soundtrack to our latter years of like mm. primary school. I think yeah. like they were the kind of songs that would have been played at our P7 discos and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. You know? yeah. So they're a band that have kind of they've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Let's not go into the maths of how many years that is. Oh, that's uh, we've good. been there, we've done that. Yep. Um but I, I actually first saw the Kaiser Chiefs in two thousand and twelve at Tina Park. Um, mm. and it was around the time when they released possibly my favourite killer uh, killer song killer oh no <laughs> it was around oh. the time when the Kaiser Chiefs released my favourite killer song <laughs> it's, it's called ne- do you know never, never Miss a Beat uh, Never Miss a Beat I'll probably have to listen to it yeah, to, yeah, I'll yeah. probably recognise it yeah. yeah this is where you edit and yeah I listened to it I really yeah, like that right. one yeah. go, go say it again uh, do you know the song Never Miss a Beat oh Never Miss a Beat yeah I actually listened to that earlier actually yeah, yeah. it's my favourite killer song <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and obviously at the time when, um, when I was doing the, the stuff with the Kaiser Chiefs, um, Ricky Wilson was on The Voice as well, so mm. he was a pretty well-known yeah. um, person on TV at that time. I was basically involved in two of their shows, uh, the first one being 
in Dundee at the Caird Hall. Mm. Second one at the Usher Hall in Edinburgh. Yeah. Similar to that kind of that feeling of uh, hearing the sound check uh, with Queen and Adam Lambert, I remember sitting upstairs um, in the Caird Hall mm. and hearing them blast through the uh, Every Day I Love You Less and Less mm. um, in their sound check and just thinking, oh, it's going to be amazing, you know, to be involved in their in their show. Yeah. I first met the band that day over dinner. Okay. Turns out they have the most incredible tour chef. Mm. Uh, their chef is so good. Yeah. Like, the best of the best. I've actually heard that he even includes brownies from a well-known German supermarket <laughs> uh, on the menu every evening. Really? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I can recommend them. The, the donuts have not been included, but no. the, the brownies have been. Um, Is that how you knew them? I knew about them. It might be. Yeah. Um, ah. Yeah. So I sat there. I remember sitting there with the guys. I got on really well with Simon from the band because mm. um, the band are quite known, well known for being right into their football. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time we were talking about the state of Leeds United, but obviously Leeds United are in a much much better state than they were back then. Yeah. And um, we had a big chat over um, a really nice dinner, and it got me really excited for the show. Much like the Queen and Adam Lambert stuff, I remember standing at the side of the stage. I think have you have you seen Kaiser Chiefs Live? I don't think I have actually. It's one of the it's another band that I would love to see. Every band that I've asked you on this podcast, yeah. have you seen this band live? Nah. Have you seen yeah. this band live? Nah. I don't know why that is. I think it's probably because historically I'm used to working on them. Yeah, so yeah, you never course. you never really think of yeah, actually yeah, yeah. going to watch them. Have you seen them live on TV and stuff? Oh, like, I've watched them. They yeah, are the yeah. most yeah. as a frontman, Ricky Wilson's the most energetic frontman yeah. that you'll ever see. Like they put he's an absolute showman. Mm-hmm. So standing inside the stage to watch that was amazing. My family, again, love a free ticket, do they? Uh, they were set up in the balcony at the, at the Caird Hall. Mm-hmm. Actually, I had that debate recently. Balcony, well, balcony. I, oh, I thought you were meaning whether your family like a free <laughs> ticket. <laughs> balcony, balcony. Um, let me see. Balcony, balcony. Balcony? Balcony. 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 Bal- bal- I would say balcony. Bal- mm. Okay, well, they were set up in the balcony we'll edit this my yeah. family were set up in the balcony oh the balcony my family were set up in the balcony mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so your family were sat in the balcony the, my family were sat in the balcony right uh, for the show and my mum was uh, really gutted she didn't get to meet Ricky Wilson actually um, is she quite a fan was she? yeah it yeah. seems so yeah my dad better watch it eh? mm. I'd predict a riot it, yeah, there it is wasn't going to take long <laughs> uh, no I remember the I was there standing watching through the set. Do you know the song Coming Home? I don't think I do actually. No, no I don't It's think not I by the killers, it's by the Kaiser Chiefs. <laughs> and they, they finished, much like much like the, the Queen did with the, their set, mm. they finished um, the main part of their set with, uh, with Coming Home. And then I was to go out there and I was basically to play, not, not We Were Rocky, I was to play Flowers Gone. <laughs> it was amazing to hear the crowd sort of sing that back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always really hard when you do that in front of a crowd because there's a, a real delay. Right mm. between so like the, from when you're standing on the stage playing a piece right yeah. like Flower of Scotland that the crowd want to sing along to yeah you're playing it in real time obviously because you're not in the time machine yeah and you're playing it out and by the time the sound through the mo- through the speakers and stuff hits yeah. the crowd by the time they sing it back yeah. there's a delay so they're not sing- you really 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 have to tune into what you're playing yeah. and not listen to the singing yeah We're full of full of hacks tonight <laughs> um, I remember being on the plane through Flower of Scotland. And just being aware of uh, this slob- slobbery face kissing my cheek, <laughs> and it was it was Ricky Wilson. Uh, uh, okay. There's a great picture again um, of Ricky and I, mm-hmm. um, from behind looking out at the Caird Hall crowd. Um, he's got his hand in the air. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's a really good picture. I don't know if you've seen it. I must show you. 
after that gig, I have ne- like we're talking about energetic frontmen. I've mm, never yeah. seen anyone like you know how much I can sweat in a Gladrick show, right? Yeah. I've never or Paul. I've never seen anyone sweat quite as much as him, and he like almost had to like be carried into like the shower. It was, <laughs> it was mad, and that's why my mum didn't get to meet him because he was in the shower. Yeah, he was in the shower. It's interesting that you and Paul are like this. Is this a, a family thing? I mean, shout out to Rachel if she's when she does her shows. Does she sweat she as might. as much as? Mate. You and Paul. Mm. Mm. Let us know. Interesting. Mm. Shout out to Rachel again. Yeah. <laughs> the following night was the Usher Hall, mm. um, and Ricky actually climbed up onto the balcony that night. Uh, it was like running, running along. It was honestly this. It was unbelievable. Uh, mm. Again, same thing. Flowers Scotland at the, um, at the end of their, well, at the start of their encore mm. after coming home. Yeah. I remember that night. Um, he came bounding on and he, he actually he put the mic in my face and said uh, tell us your name and where you're from you know like they did on the TV oh yeah, yeah. I said uh, I felt really embarrassed did it <laughs> my name's Craig and I'm from Dundee <laughs> yeah, yeah and honestly did like, you get oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got a big boot did you it was oh, Dun- oh. oh a big boot because oh. it was Dundee and it was uh, oh. the, the gig was in Edinburgh mm. Ricky couldn't understand the boon for Dundee yeah. and nor do I but I uh, got to hang out with Ricky for a little bit after the show you know just hanging out with my bud Ricky my mate <laughs> He's he's a really good guy, really nice guy. It was really cool. I've actually had nothing to do with the Kaiser Chiefs since, but mm. it was really cool to have been involved in those two shows on their tour. I did see them actually uh, a couple of years back at summer sessions mm. um, in Edinburgh, um, and uh, what again? What a show they put on! Absolutely amazing. After that second night at the oh, just realised my flight thing. It's all right. We'll edit that out. Uh, at the well, wait at the at this at the second night. Um, after the after the show at the Usher Hall, I um, went back and stayed with Ross. Actually, Ross had something mm. on, so you couldn't come today. The Kaiser gig, mm-hmm. um, but the following day, this sort of re- demonstrates how eclectic our gigs can be. The following day, we were to play a kind of almost like an addition. Um, Ross had written this piece uh, called "Song for the Lost," which okay. has never actually seen the light of day um, in, in terms of being done in the studio or, or a recording of, mm. um, but. It tied in really well with the idea of the centenary at the end of the or the centenary of the war, mm. um, and I'd been pushing for it to try and get some kind of big event. So we were to go round and basically play an audition piece in the house of Norman Drummond, MBE. Okay. Um, in front of like a a gathered crowd that included Brigadier General Sir David Alfrey. Uh, if that's not enough titles for one person, I don't know <laughs> what is, but he is the basically the chairman of the Edinburgh Military Tattoo. Okay. Norman had wanted Sir David to hear the piece um, and to see what we what we could potentially do with it. That day, we had um, Matt Bain. Do you know Matt? Mm. Ross's friend, Matt. I don't My friend, I've, Matt. Yeah, I Our friend, Matt. Yeah. Our friend. I've heard... Ooh, friend. <laughs> friend. Yeah. I've heard plenty of stories about Matt. Yeah. Hi, Matt. Matt's been Matt. listening to the podcast ah. in, in Los Angeles. Ah, so American. one of the American... One of the American ah, listeners, yeah. Right, okay. Hello, he's, Matt. He's not American, but he's listening yeah. in America, yeah. He counts as uh, a statistic. He does, yeah. Okay. Um, And Matt Matt never lets me forget that that day... Uh, I think that was possibly one of the greatest days of his life because he was refer- referred to that day as uh, the best-dressed road manager in the land, <laughs> uh, having possibly never roaded for us before. Yeah. Um, yeah it was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> we... We actually there was actually some interest in including the piece in the tattoo in the in the Edinburgh military tattoo, mm-hmm. but what that would have meant is it would have meant us um, blocking off the whole of August, right. and we already had some 
shows uh, and events, festivals and stuff booked that summer, that summer. So it never really transpired. But yep. we did do it. Ross and I did play it together, just the two of us, at a special centenary reception mm-hmm. um, for the... A centenary reception for the centenary. Would you, <laughs> Funnily enough. Would you believe? <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, once again, Matt was invited as the best dressed road manager in the land <laughs> to escort us. That w- that reception was in Edinburgh Castle, right? Mm. And we literally stormed the castle that day in a car. It felt so strange being able to like basically drive into Edinburgh Castle in this car. Mm-hmm. But it was a really cool event. And that's all there is really to say about that piece because it's <laughs> never seen the light of day. Um, but maybe maybe at some point we need to get into a studio and record it because it's always a it's always a good one for around remembrance time, which mm. when this episode goes out, we'll uh, ah, we'll yeah. have uh, round about then. Uh, was is this going out on the 9th of November? Yeah. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, yeah so must be. See how we've tied this in. Yeah, yeah. That was that was totally planned, wasn't it? Ta- absolutely, yeah. tactically yeah. tied it into remembrance. Yeah. Um, Actually, if if we do happen to get that uh, songs for lost in in somewhere um it'd be good to have it for the the 10 year actually mm. um so anyone listening in mid-november <clears> when this goes out will go oh 10 year show i'll have to get my tickets for that yeah it's a good point you, so you raise a good point it's maybe maybe worth working on that one actually. not just contributing to the podcast contributing yep. to the set list thinking ahead yep. thinking ahead upstairs for thinking downstairs for dancing yep definitely dancing. You a good dancer no horrific well i like to think i'm good mm. that's the key Confidence. Confidence is key. Kaylee dancing. That's a, that, I mean, I like to think of myself as quite the Kaylee mm. dancer. Who's Kaylee? Oh, have I just spoiled <laughs> something? Have, have I given oh. a spoiler? Oh, oh no. Kaylee, if you're listening, sincerest apologies. And if so, you're listening, an, thank, thank you for listening. Yeah, Kaylee, yeah. if you are listening, <laughs> yeah. thank you very much. It's very kind of you. Let us know where you're listening from. All the Kayleys in the land, please <laughs> let us know. Um, and uh, I'm not sure how I'm tying in the next story, but basically... Um, I had the opportunity to play for Andy Murray. Mm. And that came about, I know, we ran out of time on the Awards and Apologies episode. Oh, yeah. I bumped into Judy Murray quite mm-hmm. a few times over the years. The first one was at the... First time was at the Scottish Sports Awards, mm. um, which is, as ever, a wonderful awards <laughs> occasion. Um, but over the years, I bumped into her quite... Actually, story about the Scottish Sports Awards. The first time I went, I took my friend Joe... Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were up there we were stood at the bar drinking our uh, bottle of uh, fizz whatever it might be I feel like this is a recurring theme mm, there's a lot going on there yeah, there's, there is, yeah. We're, we're standing there with our uh, bottle of Peroni premium <laughs> lager only um, and Alex Salmond came mm. wandering over and he took my bottle of beer from me mm-hmm. and put it on the bar and literally started lecturing us on minimum pricing I have no idea why or it was, but it was the most bizarre thing I've ever Mm. Well, the most bizarre Alex Salmond related story yeah. I've ever had. I mean, as before, we're recording these in advance. <laughs> there's a wee bit of there, there's, there's a, a wee chance. bit of news stuff going on just now. Without getting political, we're we'll stay away from it. We don't but, do politics on this podcast, no, no. not at all. Mm. Andy Murray. Now that's not a political figure. No. Um, I had the opportunity. I was invited to basically play for his honorary graduation at Stirling University. Mm-hmm. Um, now. I think that that everyone watched that moment where he won Wimbledon. Yeah. Like that is yeah. one of Brilliant the most moment. iconic modern day sporting moments. Yeah. Everyone watched that, and it, I think I think I cried actually when Andy Andy Murray mm. won. Was won. that one of these things? that's because he's Scottish, or was he British at that moment in time? Again, I mean, without he, getting political, he has to be Scottish. Mm. He has to be Scottish. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that was a very very special moment. So to have this opportunity was very 
It was very, very cool. Um, would you would you rather spend the day with Judy Murray or Andy Murray? You've met both. I mean, that's quite a difficult question mm. to answer. In what yeah. way? It just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their hobbies are outside of tennis. So Extracurricular interests. Yeah. Would you spend a day with Judy or Andy? Hmm. I mean, it would have to be Andy because hmm. because of what Andy's achieved. Yeah. You know, but he, 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 to be fair, he's not the most um, uh, interesting of speakers publicly. Mm. So maybe yeah. maybe Judy would have a better conversation than than, than yeah. Andrew. Interesting. I'm just I'm trying to think of games to play. That's all. I met Jamie once. Jamie, I think I think Jamie was more mm. chatty than than Andy. Was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, I remember standing in there at Stirling University. Mm-hmm. I was stood on the balcony, uh, and as I was stood on the balcony, I watched you know Judy arrive. Yeah. Um, Kim was there, mm. uh, and uh, I think, I'm not sure if Jamie was there as well. But it was surreal seeing you know all these people that you you're used to seeing on the TV supporting Andy at the at the the major championships and whatnot on the TV. Yeah. And then Andy arrived. Um, he received his um, honorary graduation mm-hmm. certificate and then I was I was to basically pipe him out after he'd received it yeah so afterwards there was like a there was a reception and uh, I'm stood there uh, with my glass of champagne I mean I don't drink often but I was stood there with my glass of champagne hmm? uh, and Ju- Ju- Judy came over and she said uh, would you like to come and meet Andy mm. and I was like yeah like absolutely <laughs> as if you would say no actually no no, no. no. I just want to meet you yeah, yeah, I'm just here for you, Judy. Yeah, yeah you and you only. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, yeah, that'd be great, Judy. Yeah, let's let's go and let's go and see Andy. So yep. again, I was kind of nervous about the or not, not not nervous, but just you know that feeling of wow, like he's yeah. he's such an iconic sportsman yep. figure in Scotland and and Britain. Let's be honest, like it doesn't matter which way your poli- politics swing, yep. Scotland, Britain, he's a massive massive figure. Yeah, um, was taken through, and there he was standing there in his robes. Was introduced to him, shook his hand. He's really tall. It surprised me how tall he, uh, how tall Andy Murray was. Yeah, he's he's quite a bit taller than me. And you're quite a tall chap. I am six foot one for the mm. record. Yeah. Do you want to tell the the masses your height? Uh, I think I'm round about six foot, just shy six foot possibly. Yeah. Round about that maybe. Yeah. Um. Very good. Not not. Amazing. Not <laughs> uh, so um, I'm standing there talking to Andy, and I remember I don't know why. Well, I, actually, if you could ask Andy Murray one question or say one thing to Andy Murray, what would it be? Oh, all right. If I could ask Andy Murray a question, how many gold post boxes have you got? <laughs> I was trying to think about this earlier on. Uh-huh. I it was the same year as that no, wasn't heaven. <laughs> I was away to say it was the same year as the as the Olympics, but the Olympics were two thousand twelve, and yeah. the Andy Murray thing was two thousand fourteen. So so well, absolute havers. So we need to edit that bit out as well. Potentially, you've got a lot of work to be doing, uh, Andy. <laughs> right, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm sitting enough. here with Andy, talking about <laughs> that time that the casualties played my favourite killer song, Well Seaton German Supermarket I mean, Brownies. I know we we record a lot of these and we're recording in advance, but for f- sake. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know why, but the first thing I said to Andy was, you know, when I was in China, uh, when I toured in China, there were posters of you all over Guangzhou. Is that the first thing you said to Andy Murray? <laughs> I think so. And he was like, oh really? Why was that? Also, is that your Andy Murray impression? <laughs> I just realised that, that it was maybe set sub- subconsciously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he said, really? Uh, why? Like, why was that? And I was like, how awkward. Like, what mm. do you say to that? Yeah. 
That, I think that's probably why people often lead with, it's a pleasure to meet you. Or I think I said that too. Yeah. And then you came away with, with that. Yeah, I, I said that, realised that I wasn't getting much chat, asked yeah. them to sign my uh, my programme for the honorary graduation ceremony, yeah. and uh, and I left Andy alone. But yeah, it was nice to meet the guy. Yeah. Have you seen the picture of me with Andy Murray? Uh, oh, have I? When, when I put it out on social media, there were so many people reached out and said mm. that it was like it was like we were brothers, like twins. Yeah. I feel like I must have done. I must yeah, I feel like you will yeah. have done it at some yeah. point. So, would okay, well, there's a question. Would you rather replace... Your own brother with a twin being that twin being Andy Murray. Hmm. And it's alright because I can edit this bit out so that Paul doesn't know the answer. It's a really interesting question because does that make me Jamie Murray? Because if I'm Jamie oh. Murray, then, then obviously I'm a Wimbledon champion too. That is a good point. And you'll be sitting here in the presence of a great sporting icon. But the downside <laughs> is you would your mother would be Judy Murray. I mean, that's not a downside yeah. for anyone, but it wouldn't be your own mother. Yeah, yeah. So I think in that basis, uh, I, I think I'd prefer. My own brother, yeah, uh, because I think he'd have more chat than to just say, "Oh, oh really? Mm. Why? Why yeah, that? that's a good point." Yeah. Would you re- would you replace your brother? Would you rather replace your brother with Andy Murray, or would you rather stick with uh, stick with him? Um, it's a tough one. For the tape, yeah, uh, tape. For the tape. <laughs> For the tape. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I know we're talking about the time that we're recording this, but it's not 1941. Let me just rewind the tape there. Yeah. I'll edit just that bit out. Wind up the yeah, I'll, wind up the. I'll t- cut the bit of tape out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just for the just for the gramophone. Um, <laughs> um, Ali does have a brother. Yeah, I do have a brother. Yes, but would you yeah. replace him with Andy Murray, or would you stick with your own? Oh, that is a tough one. Um, what I'll do is I'll I'll do like we've done with the president thing. I'll do okay, two, okay. I'll do two reactions. We're getting good at this tonight, and I'll edit one of them out. We're doing so, really good at this tonight. So I'll say yes, I would replace my own brother to be brothers with mm. Andy Murray because of Andy Murray. <laughs> Um, but what I'll do is I'll edit that bit out and then I'll go yeah. no I would not ever replace my own brother yeah yeah. well thanks, thanks for that Ali thanks for no, answering thank that question so, thank you, so graciously um, have you been to have you been to Andy's hotel yet? I haven't actually no oh, have you? yeah yeah, yeah is the, it nice? the Cromlix it's absolutely beautiful I went for mm. a I went for a meal there actually a couple of uh-huh. years ago with my ex-girlfriend okay. um, and it was oh it was stunning was such it? a beautiful place you need to kind of dress up a bit and you know you need to have a decent bank bank balance at the time yeah I should expect but it's a, it's a really really beautiful place mm. beautiful surroundings and stuff is yeah. lovely mm. and not long after this is my tie into this uh, ah, not, not long after not long after the uh, the the opportunity of playing for Andy Murray, it came in the turn of the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. Yeah. Now, obviously that's a huge deal for everyone in Scotland. Yeah. Um, I spoke in one of the previous episodes about the opportunity I had with the RSNO, Royal Scottish National Orchestra, yep. in in China, and the partnership that they had with the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. Mm-hmm. And actually, the National Youth Pipe Band um, were invited to pick, I don't know, eight or maybe more, Pipers to uh, record a version of Flower of Scotland with the RSNO okay. for the Commonwealth Games. And that version of Flower of Scotland was the version that was played out every time Scotland won a medal on the podium. Ah, oh, right. Okay. So it was the most, first of all, it was really an unreal experience to be there in the studio with all these musicians, like recording with an orchestra yeah. and, uh, all the, and these other pipers for the piece that you knew was going to be played every time Scotland won a medal yeah. I remember being on holiday in Tenerife with the family mm-hmm. when well we'd won a medal and w- sitting in the bar and listening to that version of Florida Scotland thinking, yeah. that's 
That's so weird. That and, and and we definitely won <coughs> a medal. We, we, we won more than one medal. More than yeah. one medal, yeah. yeah. I wonder if we've had if we won more medals than we've had listeners on this podcast. That'd be an interesting stat to find out. Well, I think we realised before, even if we've got ten listeners, one percent of them <coughs> is in Australia. So that's one person. Yeah. So there's a very high chance. And of course, Australia's in the Commonwealth as well, yeah. We're, see, see how we're tying this oh, together. This, this, is, this is good. This we is, are getting good at this. This is cutting edge stuff. Mm. Revolutionary. All the boxes were ticking. Unbelievable. And uh, <clears throat> at the same time, um, as the as the games were coming out, we decided um, that we were going to do a one-off single with Gliadric. Yeah. I wrote this piece called Skirling Ska. Um, I, want, I thought that it was a great idea to, you know... At the time, around the, the games and stuff, there was a huge buzz about the Jamaican team because Usain Bolt was going was gonna to be yeah. running and whatnot. Yeah. And I thought it would be a, a really nice way to tie in that kind of world music vibe that Ska kind of brings mm-hmm. um, with the band. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we put together this piece, Girl and Ska. Uh, and as we had done when we played for the uh, London 2012 Olympic Torch, yep. uh, we were invited to be the band to play the Commonwealth Games Baton into Angus. Yeah. Um, so we were down in Montrose and we debuted the piece that day. Um, yeah. We went on to... We, I'm not sure if we recorded it before or after, but we recorded it at Seagate Studios. I personally think the recording is dreadful. Um, I think we rushed it. I think we rushed the recording too much and it, yeah. didn't, it doesn't do the piece justice. But live... It becomes a different animal. It's, mm. a, it's a really cool live piece in our set that's, that's sometimes forgotten about, but I really love it. I do remember uh, being there for that for the Montrose one. Were, were you on the desk that day? Yeah, because we, we toured with the Baton for a few days. So we started off in Montrose, then we went up to Peterhead, and then we came down to Aberdeen. <laughs> Seeing all the sights. Yeah, so we followed the Baton for three days doing the similar events all around. So I do remember... Mixing that one, yeah, so yeah, yeah it was a good gig, and, and and you know, it was really cool to go full circle with having been the band to play the Olympic torch into Dundee, yeah, and also the band to play the Commonwealth Games baton into Angus as well. It was quite yeah. special. It is those two things alone are once in a lifetime things. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah really. But the fact that you get to experience both of them within just a few years is yeah, it's quite incredible. Yeah, all the batons, all the batons, all the batons. Um, actually, Scotland, Scotland, we that uh, we we played it last year or the year before when travel was allowed not that we're better mm. in yep. Amsterdam a really cool venue that I love playing called the Waterhole and for whatever reason it's the first time I've ever done this maybe it's because of my age I'm getting old but I completely forgot the piece and how it went I had to solo <laughs> throughout the piece freestyle like I literally was making it up as I went along Yeah. got to the end of it and was like oh boys I'm really sorry about that and Mark was like what? <laughs> and I was like mate I just made that up as I went along I couldn't yeah. remember any of the notes he was like I didn't know us. It's fine. <laughs> so it shows you how much he, he paid attention yeah. to the melody line. Yeah, credit to to Mark if he's yeah. if he's listening. <coughs> credit fair, to Mark for play. bashing through on the bass there in Amsterdam. Yeah. During the Commonwealth Games as well, I had the opportunity to play at the Commonwealth Games Business Conference, uh, which took place at the I think Glasgow Cali University. Okay. Uh, definitely one of the unis in Glasgow. It must yeah, it must have been the Glasgow Cali. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were to be a whole range of different guests there, as you might imagine, speakers and whatnot. George Osborne, not to be political, was <laughs> he was the Chancellor at the time and he was going to be doing a, a speech. Yeah. Uh, Mark Kearney, the Governor of the Bank of England at that time, was another one of the keynote speakers. Mm-hmm. And the Prime Minister of Malta, right? oh, okay. so Joseph Muscat. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, was, I was really annoyed at the time because I had a dressing room but was told that they'd run out of dressing room space and I had to give up my dressing room for Prime Minister of Malta. How <laughs> inconsiderate was that? 
I know. I mean, I know you're you're sitting here on the podcast, and uh, obviously we're socially distant right now. But to um, yeah, to be kicked out of your own dressing room for a dignitary that's that it's is, really not on is it it's it's harsh it's very harsh i would say really really harsh yeah. um so I, I feel like rather than us issuing an apology mm. i feel like the 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 former prime minister of malta mm. perhaps owes me an apology yeah. so if you want to if you're listening joseph uh, and you want to issue that apology please uh, please get in touch please yeah. let us know usual channels you've actually this is telling the story has actually reminded me about the time <laughs> when I was younger right oh, quite a bit younger I, I could, it was before I could drive right my dad was driving us about um, to gigs and whatnot. Mm. I was asked to play at this sort of conference style event in, in St Andrews at the university uh-huh. and the keynote speaker there was the, the Prime Minister or the President whatever it is of Bangladesh right. um, well, we've not had any listeners yet but you know yep. th- there's time for that yet yep. um, was the was the leader um of Bangladesh at that time, mm-hmm. and I basically was to play towards the start and then and then, and then leave. Mm-hmm. Right? I wasn't there to hear the speeches or anything like that. Yeah. And I remember my dad. He came in. He stood at the side, waited behind or whatever behind the scenes as mm-hmm. I played my bit. So I played my bit, and uh, as we couldn't find a, a door to get out of the building, mm-hmm. so my dad said, "Come on, we'll just get we'll just get try this door and, and head to the car." Well, we tried that door. But the fire alarm was swiftly set up in the place. <laughs> so possibly while the Prime Minister of Bangladesh was delivering his keynote speech, yep. uh, we set the, the fire alarm off. It's maybe the reason why we don't have listeners in Malta and Bangladesh. It is a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once again, we're apologising to a whole nation, or yeah. two whole nations at the same time. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Mm. We can only dream of having that amount of people yeah. listen to the podcast. Well, here's hoping. Give it uh, <coughs> two or three months when we're recording in advance. They may well be joining in by then. Do you like Nando's? Do you know what? I've not been in years. I think when it first came out, I was like, oh, Nando's. But see when you your taste buds improve and you get older. Mm. I think you maybe realise it's just chicken. Yeah, but yeah, I I am not a big fan of Nando's, right? Mm. I find it to be quite overpriced and quite um overrated as well. Yeah, yeah, it is chicken. Um, it's it's just chicken. It's chicken. Yeah? No matter how how much you try and you know spice it up, pity pity. So yeah, it's got all the nah. It's, it's just chicken. It's chicken, mate. But at that conference, right? Mm. Um, I was I was literally there piping in the guest. This is not the Prime Minister of Bangladesh one. This is back to the Commonwealth Games business conference. Yeah, standing there in Glasgow, right? And this guy comes over to me. Very, very nice gentleman. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, Hi, mate. Um, do you mind if I, uh, if I film you? Um, I've got some family back in South Africa and want to want to show them where I am, show them that I'm in Glasgow, that I'm here for the Commonwealth Games yeah. uh, and send some Scottish music back to them. Yeah. I said, yeah, no problem at all. Do you want something? Like, what do you want me to play? He said, oh, yeah, we'll just we'll play something traditional first. So I stood playing some Scotland the Braves and stuff. And I can see the family here in South Africa watching. Yeah. And then he asked for something a bit more up tempo, mm-hmm. um, and I, I gave him some jigs, and uh, he shook my hand, and, and off he went. Um, I had no idea who he was, and then one of the organisers came over to me after, shortly after, and was like, "Do you know who that was?" Hmm. I was like, "No, should I?" He was like, uh, "That guy's the founder of uh, Nando's." Uh, oh right, okay. he's a guy Robert Bro- I don't is it Robert Brozin, Robert Brozin, something okay. like that. Yeah. Um, and he um, he was the guy that founded and owned all the Nando's in the land. Ah, right, so okay. we've pretty much just like personally attacked him by saying that it's just chicken. Yeah. But um, 
Rab, it's just chicken. Again, I'll, ed- I'll edit that bit out. I'll go back. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So, so we could also do another edit of... Yeah. Yeah, it was really great to, to do that because Nando's is amazing. Yeah. Actually, like, yeah, if you go back and ask me what I think of Nando's, just so we've got both aspects. What what do you... what do You, pers- you keep saying aspects. The word is perspective. Mm. Perspective. Oh, yeah. Both perspectives. Yeah, so we need to get yeah. the, gram- the grammar right for, yeah. the, for our audience. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. We, we don't want to conf- confuse all the foreign listeners by using incorrect grammar. Yeah. Because um, we do have a lot of Americans listening. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, What's your opinion on Nando's? I really like Nando's because someone once said to me, it's just chicken. And I said, no, it's a lot more than just chicken. What, 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 what more is there to it than just chicken? Uh, wait, hold on. Let me just, I'll quickly Google. Uh, right, okay. Um, yeah, so it's a lot more than chicken. It's piri piri chicken. Piri piri chicken. Yeah. So, that, so do you need me to, are you satisfied with your previous response for the other edit or do you want me to... Yeah, no, I think I've got a negative and a positive, right, so, so I'll, we're all ed- good. I'll yeah. edit them in. Yeah. Not not COVID tests, not negative and positive COVID tests. No, because if you get a negative COVID test, surely you want to appeal, so you do get a, a good result. Yeah, of course. It's yeah, like an exam yeah, result. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you need to appeal it. Yeah, what yeah. are exams these days, though, remember? Like, we're living in 2020. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's no exams this year. There was no exams last year. And we're recording in advance. Yeah. So the exam thing might have changed again. Yeah, I mean, there's a good chance. Yeah. Maybe we're doing, I don't know different kinds of exams this is going to really we're going to have to like have so many perspectives <laughs> Not different, different aspects yeah. you know oh god oh maybe this future recording thing isn't the way maybe we, maybe we should do past recording imagine imagine time travel was a thing would you would you rather go into the future or into the past mm, I think future future because oh, right, okay. then you could see what's what's coming for you what's the well, point what's the point I'm, I'm the kind of guy that likes to look into the future rather than dwelling on the past yeah but because, would, would you want to know what happens in the future surely you want to live live in the moment sort of thing yeah definitely I think um, yeah I think yeah you know I don't want to get old because that, 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 that is scary when you think about getting yeah. old yeah but I think again I'm the kind and the kind I think to not dwell on the past. Having said that, we're literally dwelling on the past by recording every one of these episodes of the podcast. So I've just contradicted yeah. myself massively. And we're recording based on releasing this in the future. We're recording about the past for the future. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Also about the future thing. Like surely if you went 20 years in the future and you found out that you were homeless and living on the streets, you wouldn't want to find that out. Or I mean, would you? And maybe, then you maybe avoid I would, because then I could preempt it. Then yeah. I could, then I could make life choices based upon the fact that you know, well, at some point I'm going to be lonely and homeless. That's a point because there's well, there's things in the past you would maybe want to change. For, oh yeah. For oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where to begin? Oh god. <laughs> but so yeah, the same the same back at you. What do you, what do you think? Would you rather live in? The, would you rather go and visit the past or the future? It's hard because there's parts of the past that you maybe do want to do differently. <laughs> different experiences mm. and things and maybe go well I wonder how that would have panned out yeah do you think do you think that if you'd known in the future that you were going to be asked uh, about your review of like German supermarket donuts and brownies that, mm. that you might have given more consideration to, 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 the, to what you're doing to the taste to the texture to the yeah. whatever else it's an interesting uh, that is an aspect that mm. is an interesting aspect because if you had said to me uh, say a few months ago look mate uh, there's this thing going around the world and it's ruining things do you want to do a podcast and I I went yeah that sounds good let's really think about it and do it seriously looking back now mm, <laughs> things might have been different <laughs> they might have been yeah <laughs> I'm, I just can't get in, get out of my head now the fact that we are re- 
recording about the past for the future. That's that is that should be this we, title. Back to the future. Back to the future. Oh, I, I don't think we're allowed to use that. Possibly copyrighted. Yeah, but we should do maybe something about the past future for the title of this one. You've got this donut that you haven't just to get a rating. So I rated it eight out of ten. <coughs> eight out of ten or four out of, four out of five. Is that what we're going for? Yeah. Mm. Mm. You know, a girl once told me. Oh, for f- sake. A girl once told me that she watched me eat and that I can't just take one bite of something, that I have to take two bites. What? And I've literally just proved her right. What, every time you. you apparently. You apparently, when my bite's been analysed, yeah, I bite twice. I don't know if that. I don't know what that means. Is it, does that mean something psychologically? I've known you for 15 years, so not once have I noticed that. Mm. Well, it took me the second bite to get to the goo in the middle. So that's that was a purposeful double bite. Did the goo make you warm inside? Mm. Yeah, very warm inside. Mm. I think I would agree with you. I'd give it a 4 out of 5, mm-hmm. 8 out of 10. Right. And, um, yeah, the gooey centre mm. is quite moorish. Particularly moorish. Yeah. As would be my review. Particularly moorish. Maybe that should be the title of this episode. Particularly... We're spoiled. Particularly moorish. 